biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are locked on now. Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Now, local experts on the biggest stories throughout the NBA. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. With the help of our Locked On NBA hosts, we'll give you everything you need to know from last night on the hardwood. Let's start with Monday's biggest game. The biggest game. Now, the Nets had won five straight heading into their game in Chicago. Kevin Durant did his part, dropping 38 points to lead all scores, but he couldn't quite pull it off by himself. Locked on Nets has more on the end of the win streak for Brooklyn. Adam Armbrecht with the Locked on Nets podcast. Brooklyn's five-game win streak ends with a whimper. 118-95 on the road against Chicago. Now, of course, this was a back-to-back for the Brooklyn Nets. Three games and four nights. And the legs just were not there in the second half of this one. Led at the break by two and ultimately lost 118.95. Now inside of this one, a little bit of chippiness. We talk about the target on the back of the Brooklyn Nets. Everyone's coming with their best. DeRozan, Levine led the Chicago charge. And the adjustments that were made here. Easy access early for Chicago in the paint. Getting at the rim with ease. When they flipped that and congested the paint, Chicago went ahead and actually started knocking down some of their triples. It's the kind of game that the biggest takeaway you have is Kevin Durant's health as he went down extending his right shoulder looking for a loose ball. We need the Slim Reaper healthy. Take away the positives, discard the negatives, and continue on the six-game road trip. The Bulls snapped themselves out of a slump in a big way. DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, a big part of that turnaround. Locked on Bulls has more on the much-needed win. Matt Peck here from Locked On Bulls with your post-game takeaway. The Bulls get a big win at home, rebounding from those two losses to Philly, beating the Brooklyn Nets 118-95. to DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine were their normal selves with 28 and 24 points respectively, helping to counteract the big night Kevin Durant had for Brooklyn, dropping 38. But my player of the game has got to be the Rook, Io Desumu. 20 minutes off the bench, 15 points on six of eight, chipping in seven rebounds. Anytime the Bulls needed a big play tonight, there was Io, especially some big buckets and some big defensive plays in the fourth quarter. This kid continues to prove that there is no moment too big for a rookie named Io Dusumu. He was getting huge roars from the crowd midway through the fourth quarter when he was coming up with big play after big play after big play. Billy Donovan went back to him again in the fourth quarter when you think these are moments that are too big for a rookie, not too big for Io Desumu, especially considering how this Bulls bench has been lacking and just desperate for some offensive production. His 15 points off the bench tonight were huge, and they, to me, were the difference in this game. The Bulls get to 7-3 and three on the season after this big win against Brooklyn. For a full breakdown of this win over the Nets, check out tomorrow's episode of Locked on Bulls wherever you get your podcasts. Locked on Bulls, your team every day. The Knicks bounced back from a fluky loss to the Cavs on Sunday with a decisive victory in Philly. Locked on Knicks joins us now with more. Hey guys, this is Gavin Shaw of the Locked On Knicks podcast here to take you through a 103-96 to victory for the New York Knicks over the Philadelphia 76ers. 
it's the Knicks' second win in a row against Philly in under a month after they previously lost somewhere around 15 games in a row against the Sixers. And this one felt a little bit less significant than their first as Philly was missing their top three players in Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, and of course Ben Simmons. But it still matters for the Knicks as they've struggled against inferior competition all year, recently falling to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Before that, losing to the Orlando Magic, the Toronto Raptors down a couple of their best players. It has not been a good run for the Knicks against teams that they should beat. The difference in this one was Julius Randle. Randle had a vintage performance, not like vintage like five, six years ago. Vintage is in last season where he had 31 points, rained some threes to close things out in the fourth quarter, had a big offensive rebound and put back as well that essentially sealed this game. Earlier on, he was really getting it going in the mid-range, and that's a big deal for Randle as he's had issues in terms of his decision-making this year and just has generally looked like he's relatively unsure of where he's supposed to be on the court, when he's supposed to shoot, when he's supposed to pass, and basically everything he's done the last couple of games has been predetermined. Tonight that all went away, he played with a real flow and was supported by a balanced effort across the board as the Knicks survived playing without Mitchell Robinson and Nerlens Noel who went down about halfway through the game with a knee injury. The Knicks will continue will look to continue momentum throughout the week, but until then, I'm Gavin Shaw, Locked on Knicks. Coming up, our Locked On NBA hosts help wrap up our look around last night's NBA action on Locked On Now. Today's episode of Locked On Now brought to you by Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet all your sports. The new updated website makes it easier than ever to make prop bets, parlays, whatever you want, and win big. Now, whether it's football, basketball, UFC, boxing, you'll want to check it out. Whatever you're interested in, you can bet on it there. And if you sign up today, you'll receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use your promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. Again, you'll get 50% of a welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use your promo code Locked On. Welcome back to Locked On Now. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Now let's turn again to our Locked On NBA hosts for a recap of the rest of the action around the NBA on Monday. Let's go around the league. The Timberwolves pushed it to overtime on Monday night, but they just didn't have enough gas left in the tank to get the win over Memphis. Locked on Timberwolves has more on another disappointing loss for Minnesota. To say that the Minnesota Timberwolves are finding new ways to lose would be a massive understatement. Ben Beacon with Locked on Wolves here. The Timberwolves led by as many as 16 in the fourth quarter. They were up 13 with under five minutes to play against the Memphis Grizzlies but gave up an 18-2 run over a six-minute span, went scoreless on eight of nine possessions in the fourth quarter. John Morant went on a 5-0 run himself in the final minute with a massive dunk and a deep three-pointer to put the Grizzlies up three after a five-second violation and then an eight-second backcourt violation on the Grizzlies. Carl Anthony Towns hit a 37-foot buzzer beater, banked in to send the game to overtime before the Timberwolves collapsed spectacularly once again in overtime, ultimately losing this one by seven to the Grizzlies. There's a lot to unpack in this one. It was a fun game, but the fifth consecutive loss for the Timberwolves, and now they head to the West Coast for three consecutive difficult games. We're going to talk about it all tonight on the show. Locked on Wolves. Be sure you're subscribed. Bonus basketball in Memphis. John Morant doing John Morant things with 33 points. Locked on Grizzlies breaks down the OT win. Have yourself a night, Brandon Clark, a player 
who coming into this game had been out of the rotation with Zaire Williams unavailable, minutes were needed off the Grizzlies bench, and Brandon Clark stepped right into the role and made the difference tonight for the Grizzlies. For the first three and a half quarters, the Grizzlies certainly once again struggled on defense. Steven Adams was highly ineffective at times tonight. The offense sputtered it at times as well. The defense was not able to really limit the Minnesota Timberwolves' approach. D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards took over the game at times, and the Minnesota Timberwolves also shot the three ball well. But kudos to Brandon Clark. Him and the bench unit kept the Grizzlies close enough that when Coach Taylor Jenkins went to a lineup of Jaw, Melton, Bain, Kyle, and Jaron Jackson Jr. at the end of the fourth, that's when the defense showed out, creating turnovers, getting out of the run, being able to find easy ways to the baskets, a 23-12 close of the game to send the game into overtime. And then when Jaron fouled out, it was Brandon Clark once again pairing with John Morant to make all the difference in the world. Jaw stepped up as a star tonight. The defense showed up when it needed to, but the story of the night and an opportunity he needed to take advantage of, we got rookie year Brandon Clark to step up, make an impact on both ends of the court, and get the Grizzlies a big victory. Plenty of things to certainly work on, but the bench coming to the aid of the starting lineup and Brandon Clark arguably having his best game this calendar year made the difference in the world, all the difference in the world for the Grizzlies. We'll have this and much more on the post-game edition of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. The Mavs firing on all cylinders last night against the Pelicans. Kristaps Porzingis returning over the weekend has certainly been a blessing for this Dallas squad. Locked On Mavs breaks it all down. Dallas Mavericks take care of business against the New Orleans Pelicans. Nick Engstead with the Locked On Mavericks podcast here. And the Dallas Mavericks beat the New Orleans Pelicans 108-92. to The Mavericks were in control of the game most of the time. They had built up a 20-point lead until Jason Kidd tried to experiment a little bit. Threw in Christoph Porzingis and Boban together at the same time. Mavericks blew that lead, but basically Mavericks just taking care of business. Luka Doncic, 25 points, took over when he wanted to in this game. Christoph Porzingis had a couple of good moments in this game until he hit a dry spell. Jalen Brunson off the bench. What more can we say about him? 17 points, 6 assists off the bench. Tim Hardaway Jr. also had some pretty good shots as well. Mavericks move on. They continue to have their hot start playing against really bad opponents. We'll talk about it on tonight's Lockdown Mavs. The Pelicans' struggles continue. No answers for Luka Doncic and the Mavs. On Monday night, New Orleans falls to 1-10. and 10. Locked on Pelicans has more. As Morrissey once sang, stop me if you've heard this one before, as the Pelicans fall to the Dallas Mavericks. I'm Jake Madison, host of Locked On Pelicans and Locked On NBA. No Zion Williamson, no Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram out for the fifth straight game. And this follows the exact same script of what we've seen before. The Pels keep it close for a half before they're just completely outmanned, and the opposing team runs away with it in the second half. We've heard this one before. I promise, I promise you there's a good team below the muck of a 1-10 in start. The defense is better than their rating, and it's completely undone by the offense turning the ball over and gifting fast break points to the opposition. But you add Brandon Ingram back in, add Zion Williamson, who was unstoppable last year, back in, and this can get fixed kind of quickly. The big question is, when will that actually happen? And will the Pelican season be effectively over? I'm going to answer all of that in tomorrow's edition of Locked On Pelicans. What's going on between Zion Williamson and the Pelicans? We're going to be covering it all. So make sure Locked On Pelicans is your first listen. 
The Atlanta Hawks entered Monday on a three-game losing streak before heading into Golden State to face the Red Hot Warriors. Atlanta wasn't able to start the week with a win on the road. Our Locked On Hawks host has more. Hello, friends. My name is Brad Rowland, and Atlanta Hawks lose their fourth consecutive game on this Monday evening late into the night, falling by a lopsided margin to the Golden State Warriors on the road. Their fourth straight loss overall, but also their sixth of the last seven games, and they are now 1-6 and six away from State Farm Arena this season. The Hawks led this game comfortably in the first half by 15 points at the high watermark, and the Hawks had their best offensive half of the entire season in the first half against Golden State. But from there, it was all ugly. In fact, the run began for Golden State late in the first half and then all the way through the third quarter, which the Warriors scored 41 points in the third behind a Steph Curry explosion. The Hawks trailed by double digits the rest of the way, and it never really was competitive in the fourth quarter of this contest. Looking ahead for the Hawks, they have to try to right the ship with a quick turnaround. They play the Utah Jazz on the road on Tuesday, a very, very difficult schedule spot for the Hawks. But regardless of that, they're going to have to play better to beat really anyone right now, much less the top of the Western Conference. So we'll have much, much more coming on the podcast. Please stay tuned and check out the Locked on Hawks podcast. The Kings had won two of three in Sacramento going into their final game of their homestand on Monday. And despite the loss, Sacramento is still hoping to get some stability to this up-and-down season. Locked on Kings explains. Despite a miracle comeback attempt in the fourth quarter that I'm not going to say the Kings nearly pulled off, old demons from last season come back to haunt the Sacramento Kings in their loss to the Phoenix Suns. Hi, I'm Matt George, host of the Locked on Kings podcast. And for the second straight game, the Kings get off to a slow start in the first quarter and get off to a slow start in the third quarter. Second half adjustments by Luke Walton and his coaching staff were an issue for the Kings over the last two seasons that Walton has been here. But last season in particular, the Kings in the third quarter would come out and be absolutely pushed around. Physicality, the Kings being soft, that was the biggest issue with this team last year in addition to their defense. This season, both their defense and their physicality has been better, but the Kings go soft, the Suns take advantage, Sacramento can't score in the third quarter, wait till way too late to try and make a comeback nearly do with the end of the bench guys who decided they were actually going to play. And we saw a fourth quarter aggressive De'Aaron Fox, which was nice to see, but still this is not a season about moral victories, about wins and losses and the Kings lose uh, and the Suns still somehow managed to, uh, to creak the door open. It was nearly thrown open for Sacramento to walk through uh, at the end. So winnable games on the horizon, but the Kings have to exercise these demons quickly. We'll talk about it on the next Locked on Kings podcast. The Lakers lost their second game in a row Saturday night by 15 points in Portland. A game back in the comfort of the Staples Center always seems to help them bounce back as they took down the Hornets on Monday. Locked on Lakers tells us how it went down on the West Coast. This is Andy Kamenetsky, co-host Locked on Lakers podcast, and the Lakers pull out a 126-123 overtime win over the Charlotte Hornets, a game that wasn't always Pretty or textbook, but it did feature some brilliant performance from Anthony Davis, 32 points, 12 rebounds, 5 blocks. Carmelo Anthony, 29 points off the bench. And in a spark plug performance before getting, I thought, unfairly ejected, Rajon Rondo. But most important, I thought, um, after a totally dispirited and listless loss against the Portland Trailblazers on Saturday, the Lakers fought during this game. They had great energy. They looked like they just wanted to get back to competing regardless of the bad circumstances they're in right now with LeBron James not being available and so many other guys missing. They just seemed like a team out there to play 
And that in and of itself is really reassuring. A lot more to get into, so make sure that you are subscribing to the Locked on Lakers YouTube channel and that you are making Locked on Lakers your first listen wherever you get your podcasts. That's a wrap for us. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every day. For more on the association, your team, make your second listens, Locked On NBA, and your team's Locked On podcast. I'm Kainani Stevens. This has been Locked On Now.